Welcome to There is an Angel for That. Over the next hour, Yvonne Cote and Carolyn Dickinson will help encourage you to explore your spiritual side to achieve transformation by delving into the spirit realm of angels and archangels. Now here is Yvonne and Carolyn. Hello everyone, good afternoon and welcome to There is an Angel for That. My name is Yvonne Cote, I am your host. As well, joining me as always, my amazing co-host, Carolyn Dickinson. Hi, Carolyn, and how are you doing today? Hi, Yvonne. I'm doing great. I'm super excited for the show today and to meet our guest, and I'm ready to rock and roll. How about you? I am as well. Yes. So like you said, exciting episode. We do have a guest joining us. Um, so uh, today we're going to we're going to introduce Susie, but... Wow, I'm I'm just not doing good right now. So today we have a special guest joining us and we're going to chat with her in just a moment. But first, let me tell you a little bit about her. Today we have Susie Shock joining us. Susie is a clairvoyant healer and a channel for your guides, angels, and master healers. In her work, she shares the wisdom revealed by divine realms to offer greater insight and lasting well-being. Susie started on the path to mastery in the healing arts over two decades ago and has extensive training and experience in hands-on healing, clairvoyant and intuitive readings, as well as yoga and meditation instruction. Susie is currently finishing her first book entitled Stand in Your Truth, The Seven Sacred Truths to Leading a Divinely Guided Life. Today, Susie is going to take us on a journey of her first experience in seeing angels, as well as how walking her dad through the final stages of ALS awakened her healing gifts and her most recent channeled message from Divine Mother that led her to write her book. So hello, Susie, and welcome to the show. Hello there. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I am super excited to have you, super grateful, and yes, super excited to hear your journey and your story. Thank you. <laughs> so there's a lot to unpack. There was a lot there that we had talked about, and so I feel like this is going to be a jam-packed hour of a lot of really good things. But I think just initially to start off, how did your journey begin? How did this all start for you, Susie? Um, well, my first experience um, seeing angels began when I was a little girl, and I used to go outside in the wintertime, and I would lay in the snow and just look up at the stars. It was just, you know, very quiet and very peaceful. And this particular evening, um, my neighbor had just passed away. Um, he was hit by a car um, while running, and so... I was laying out in the snow and I was looking over at the house and just wondering how the family was doing. They were having a gathering that night. Um, and I suddenly saw all of this light above the house and these beautiful sparkles of light. And that's when I started to receive messaging as well. And what I was told was those are the angels um, and they were bringing him in to kind of take in that moment with the family. So they were ushering um, my neighbor who passed or crossed um, so that he could just 
sit and be with the family and all the love and and hear all the fun stories. Um, and I was blessed to be able to witness that. So that's where it began for me. I was probably about eight or 10 years old. Wow. That's just amazing. So these, these sparkles and flashes of light, this is what, this is how you uh, work with angels or how you see angels. Um, I see, I see the sparkles. I see light. Um, and I also receive sort of an impression when they are present for my clients or for myself. Um, I get this kind of warmth and kind of a vibration that I feel when they are, when they are present for me. Okay. And this happened all when you were a younger person, a young girl. Yeah, that was my first experience. And well, you know, if you back it up earlier, um, I, I often laugh at this, but I Dream of Jeannie was my favorite show, <laughs> reruns of I Dream of Jeannie. And I remember sitting in my room um, trying to move objects and trying to um, transport myself into different realities. So there was kind of always a knowingness that there's more than what we see in this dimension, but I could not really explain it or describe it. Um, so this was my first actual experience of receiving something from the other side. Wow. So this was all happening when you were a younger person. And mm-hmm. now here we are today. Has that changed for you at all? Do you still see it the same way as you did as a child or has it progressed or gotten stronger? It's definitely progressed throughout the years. Um, and, you know, more and more things have come in as I've gotten older. Um, there was definitely a purity to that evening um, that I really, really uh, value that experience. But um, yeah, I remember, you know, a few years later, I think I was in high school, um, I started actually receiving um, visit or visitations. And I remember waking up one morning um, and the sun was coming in my window and I looked up and there was this probably teenage boy, um, not in real life, but, you know, (laughs) in spirit, sitting on my dresser with his head in his hands, um, kind of like the statue of the thinker and just watching me as I was sleeping. And I remember looking at him and there wasn't any sort of fear or anxiety about it. Um, It was just kind of an acknowledgement that we could see each other. And then I just drifted off to sleep. And when I woke up later, he was, he was gone. Um, So, um, that was when I was a teenager, and then I started to hear an internal voice as I was getting um, into my older teens, early 20s, that would always address me as my child. And um, um, that was really a beautiful experience as well. And after the birth of my daughter is when things really kind of got turned up. Um, I would get visitations almost every evening. Um, it happened when I was asleep. I would get this warm sensation over my body and I would open my eyes and there would be light and it would start to vibrate. Um, and then it would turn into some sort of image. And I remember just shaking my husband saying, you know, do you see that? And he just had no response, no answer to that. Um, and he would go back to sleep, but the difference between, um, what was happening to me when I was younger and after my daughter was born was these images were not pleasant. They were, um, like gargoyles flying at me. And um, like the very first one that I received, um, it was a, a like a John Wayne character, a cowboy. 
and he was as big as the ceiling. And I remember he just started cackling and then leaned forward with a gun at my husband. And that's when I was shaking. I'm saying, do you, do you see that? Um, And so that's kind of what prompted me to um, really dive deep into figuring out, okay, what is this? Um, How can I gain some control over what's happening? Because it was, it was happening every single night for several months. Um, And through my exploration and through my own kind of like internal work, what I recognized was um, these were beings that were in the in in between. And um, I I often joke about it because, you know, I think they're saying like, oh, look, she can see us. Let's go visit her tonight. And um, even though it scared the daylights out of me most nights, uh, but what I figured out was all I needed to tell them was go to the light go to the light. And it was almost like a vacuum would just suck up the light and off they went. Um, Yeah, it was, (laughs) it was quite something. And I was very, very joyful when um, I figured that out because, um, and I also recognized that I could actually tell them um, I would prefer that you don't come in the middle of the evening or in the middle of the night so that I can sleep and come during the daytime when I can process what's happening. Wow. So, when you said that you had this this younger uh, boy when you were a young child and you had, do you now think that that's somebody who might have been um, a family person or somebody you knew or because that one didn't come through as, as something as scary for you? Right. Um, my recollection of him it looked as if he was dressed in clothing of, of current times, you know, when I was okay. like in the eighties. Um, and he was actually in the colors of like my school colors of the basketball uniform. And so I did all sorts of research to try to find out if there was someone who, who crossed recently or, um, and I, and I never came up with something. Um, but I, that's the experience that I have now that I feel like I am more in my element with it. And, and I understand it better. Um, it, it comes in that kind of peaceful way right. at this time in my life. Right. So I know from when I was a child, um, when I would see things or I had seen colors and I had stuff happening. Um, if I tried to bring it up, um, did, I don't know if you did this or not as well. Um, mention things to your friends or to your family and people wouldn't necessarily understand what you were talking about. Did you have that similar experience? Was it something you tried to talk about with family or friends? And Yes. Um, when the really frightening stuff was happening, I reached out to psychiatrists. I reached out to a priest. I reached out to a healer um, and anyone that would have any understanding of that realm. Um, I was told to ignore it and it will go away. And um, that didn't work. So I I slowly found people of like mind and uh, like experiences um, that really helped me um, not only get centered and grounded in it, but expand on it in a loving way and not in a fearful way. I think that um, we've talked a lot about how to overcome fear. Mm-hmm. So, and because I think that most of us that are sensitive have come into experience similar to yours, where we've had to look at how to do that. So when you 
found yourself in that fearful place, how did you overcome it? I reached out to my angels. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, uh, Jesus was always a part of my life growing up as well. And I would just ask him to come in and protect me and Mary. Um, and I, I look at them as these beautiful spirits of light. I don't look at it necessarily from a religious standpoint, but of like, I look at Jesus as pure compassion and, mm-hmm. um, and grace. And so I would call in my angels and I would call in Jesus and Mary to just um, uh, create like a hedge of hedge of angels around me and a protective light around me so that whatever was going on, um, would not be harmful, but um, that I would understand the bigger picture of why they were there in the first place. I think too, that when we're younger in our sensitivity and in our development, we can misunderstand some information too that comes in that's not meant to be fearful, but because of our belief system and the way that we were raised, we have to walk through some things so we can understand things differently. And um I just know that for most people that I've talked to that have been on this journey of development, that is part of the process, walking through the fear, coming to a different kind of an understanding, and then finding a place at peace with it. But I did what you did. I just went right to the angels and said, okay, show me a way that doesn't scare me. Teach me a way that doesn't scare me. So I think it's an amazing thing that you've been able to do that. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Susie and Yvonne. We'll take a short break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Join angel medium and spiritual mentor Yvonne Cote along with medium, counselor, and teacher Carolyn Dickinson as they explore the realm of spirits, angels, and archangels. This journey will have you open to new possibilities and encourage your own spiritual exploration so that you too can implement or build and strengthen your daily spiritual practices in order to achieve some form of transformation. There is an angel for that. Wednesdays at 12 p.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Do you have executive function challenges? Actually, these are a lot more common than you would think. These challenges include time management issues, organization, planning, focusing, memory, and problem solving. If this sounds like you, you'll want to check out Focus on Success. With Fazia Costi, you'll hear from professionals that offer advice based on their expertise and provide solutions to improve your life. Focus on Success can be heard Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. 
Welcome back to There is an Angel for That. If you have a question for Yvonne, Carolyn, or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. We are talking with Susie. Welcome back, everybody. If you do want to join in the conversation, if you have a question for our guests, please give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. And Susie has an amazing journey and an amazing story. And we've been talking since we started the show about everybody's journey and how it has happened for them because it shows up a little differently. And I know that Susie had a really loving and kind and wonderful relationship that really then started her on a different path. Can you tell us about that, Susie? Um, The relationship with my dad? Yeah. Okay. Uh, So uh, after some of these experiences um, happened, um, again, I I continued to do some more um, exploration into how to expand on these gifts. And as I found more people and more healing, I was able to, again, kind of awaken um, uh, more experiences. And um, I began to like I could read people. When I would meet them, I would immediately understand um, what they were feeling, what they were going through. I would receive information in in many different ways. Um, and so I began to do some healing work just on friends. Um, and when I would lay my hands on them, I would receive messaging. And I could also feel the energy flowing from my body into theirs. And I could see light around them and... Um, but I never really did anything with that. And um, I shifted into uh, from I was a wardrobe stylist for many, many years. And I decided I was no longer following a life purpose. um, And I needed something greater. So I chose to open a yoga studio, I got my certification opened a yoga studio. And I had a spare room that I kept trying to rent and lease out. And um, my voice finally said, that is for you, silly. It's time for you to start your healing work. Uh, So quit trying to rent it out because we're reserving it for you. And um, (laughs) what's amazing about that is from the first client that I booked, it felt as if I had been doing it for lifetimes. And, And everything fell into place immediately. And I would hear the voice of the angels and they would tell me what to say where to place my hands. Um, and I, when I'm working with my clients, it's mostly I work on an emotional piece or emotional component. And I feel like the emotional piece needs to be healed and the beliefs need to be unearthed and released in order for the physical piece to heal as well. Um, and so I had just, you know, I had just started seeing clients and Um, my dad was diagnosed with ALS and my dad and I had the most extraordinary relationship. He was the kindest, most gentle man I've ever met in my life. Um, And I feel like there were two pivotal moments with him that really, again, expanded what I was doing and um, most especially the purpose for for why I was doing it. Um, The first one happened Um, He was considered hospice quite early, and he was in hospice for for 
a couple of years. Um, and I would go and visit. And this particular time I was taking him out for a walk. And he, you know, whenever you would walk in the door, he his eyebrows would go up and he'd get very excited and he would mouth, you know, oh my, he 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 couldn't talk anymore because of the ALS, the Lou Gehrig's disease. But um this particular day I was taking him out for a walk and um he got kind of aggressive with me and he was gesturing and, and fussy. And so I just paused and I spun his wheelchair around and I looked at him in the eyes and, and something came to me and said, ask him if he's afraid. So I looked at him and I said, dad, are you afraid? And he just started bawling. And this sweet little man in the middle of the street. Um, so I put my hand on his heart and I put my other hand on my heart and I said, are you afraid to die? And um, he just nodded and, and again, tears. And I just said to him, and I'm being, I'm being fed this information or the words to say to him. And I said, um, I will be with you until the moment that you cross. And that's all he needed to hear. And he softened and just took my hand and I wheeled him back, um, uh, back to his residence. And then the second experience that I do in, now I do it in all of my healing sessions. Um, it was always my job to put him to bed. So, um, you know, I would lay in the hospital bed with him. And like I said, he couldn't talk anymore, uh, but he, that didn't stop him from trying to talk. So <laughs> he would just chatter, 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 chatter. And then he'd look at me and he'd go, hmm, you know, he'd raise his shoulders like, well, what do you think? And I thought, you know, I have no idea what you're saying, so I will do my best to respond. And again, my my internal guidance said, put your hand on his heart, just like you did in the wheelchair. Put your hand on his heart, the other hand on yours. And suddenly, I could understand everything he was trying to express. Um, and what I call that now is a soul conversation. And so anytime I'm in the healing room, I call in the person on the table, I call in their soul, and my soul is speaking and communicating with theirs. And the gift in it is that I get to see the absolute perfection in every single person that comes through my door and my dad. You know, I get to see through all the layers of all the beliefs, and I get to see the perfection that is them. And so when someone is on the healing table and they're telling me about <clears throat> like a difficult experience they're having or a difficult exchange or whatever it is, I ask them to do the same thing. If you can't say it in person, begin with a soul conversation, your soul speaking to their soul to help kind of soften, soften the experience. Mm -hmm. um, so that, yeah, my dad offered me that. And it was just, it was really, really two very profound experiences in my journey. You know, it's amazing to me how when you're in service to others, the things that you're able to do that spirit helps you do. So it's, I know I had a similar journey with my mom and I had an experience with her where she was actually sound asleep and I felt spirit move through. And during that time when my mom was ill, I knew instinctively, intuitively what she needed in the middle of the night, I would be woken up to come and help her. And she was sound asleep. And I felt the presence of spirit move through. And I said to myself in my head, 
wow, I wonder who that is. And my mom answered from a sound sleep, I don't know who that is. It's an incredible experience where the soul can talk to the soul, no matter what plane of existence we're on. I know it's just, it's perfect communication because it's your heart speaking to their heart without all of the messiness that our life as a human being bring into it. It's just, there's such ease and you can see the unconditional love um, in that human being. And I can, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't know about you, but in that moment, when those things happened, there was no doubt for me that spirit is working in our lives and that guidance that we're receiving is the guidance that we think we're receiving. There was confirmation in that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, um, it's such a, um, again, a beautiful thing to witness that we are not just human beings, that we are spirit beings and there's no separation between the two. And we vibrate on such a high level if we allow ourselves to recognize and and actually see that. What do you feel through those experiences that you've had that your purpose in this life is? What do I think my purpose is? Yeah. Um, Well, this gets into my channeling of Divine Mother. you know, I, I, my purpose was doing these, this healing work. Um, but the bigger picture that I was shown was, and the reason why I wrote the book, um, had everything to do with raising the vibration of, of all of humanity. Um, Mm -hmm. and this is the message that she gave me. And when I look at divine mother, you know, I look at her as mother, God, mother earth. She had a lifetime as Mary. Um, I look at her as just like the the mother of all and nurturing, compassion, all of that. And what she came to me to say was, um, we are on a precipice on this planet. And we're in a very masculine phase. And um, and we have been for centuries, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And we're out of balance. Um, and, you know, we have to have both the masculine and the feminine. So I, I don't want to disrespect the masculine side at all, because we do need to be doing things. But what she's saying is um, we are so hyper-focused on doing and fixing the situation that we're on, you know, in on the planet. What we need to do is to pull back and pause and reflect and raise our individual vibration. Um, because each time we raise our individual vibration, we raise the vibration of all. And so when you're talking about purpose, um, that is my purpose now with each individual client, with the book, with this radio show, any way that I can get people to understand that they are spirit beings in this beautiful human body and that they are absolute perfection, no matter what, they are absolute perfection. Um, That is my dharma. That is my purpose in this life. I love that. That's very beautiful. And I agree with you. I think our first purpose is to grow our own soul and raise the vibration. That way we can share it with other people. Yeah. Yeah. If we raise our own vibration, you can't help but raise that of those around you. (laughs) 
We're going to be taking a short break here in just a couple minutes. So I don't want to ask too many questions, but I do want to talk to you about your book. Perfect. And I want to talk to you about some experiences of, that you've had that have really given you direction and guidance and what to do. Like, how did it come in for you? What was your experience with it? And how did it show up? Because a lot of people don't really understand that they're getting messages when they're getting messages. So it helps if other people share that information. I would love to. That would be great. Okay. So we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you inspired by stories about personal empowerment, well-being, and the motivation to achieve more? Get ready for Next Steps Forward with Chris Meek. Each week, Chris will talk with experts and icons from different walks of life who personify energy, direction, excitement, and purpose as they take bold steps forward in pursuit of excellence and service to others. Tune in to Next Steps Forward, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Welcome back to There is an Angel for That. If you have a question for Yvonne, Carolyn, or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. We're talking to Susie today, and I asked a question right before we went to break, and I was asking how you receive messages and how you know you're getting guidance. I receive messages in multiple different ways, but um, the strongest would be just, well, like I said, when I was a child, um, I would get messages and they would they would come in as my child. They would talk to me in my head. And... Um, as I got older, uh, it was more of like a an inner knowingness that I would have, and and then I would hear a full dialogue, um, and so that's how I receive the messaging, um, and I see it also very strongly with 
internal images. Uh, so if I have someone on the table um, and I'm trying to get to the gist of what's going on with them, I'm often shown images first, and then I ask for translation in that. Uh, so I oftentimes have to pause and just process what I'm seeing and process what I'm hearing. And then it comes into um, like a translatable language from me to my to my client, if that makes sense. It makes complete sense. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Susie, I have a question for you as well. Yes. When we were reading out the show description here, you had said, our higher self is always expressing itself through the wisdom of the body. And I'm wondering if you can elaborate a little bit on that. I would love to, because, you know, we are a spirit body and we're a human body and, and there is no separation, but because we're in a human body, um, I feel as if people or this or spirit communicates through the wisdom of our body and through the wisdom of, um, like, for example, when people come in and, and they're on the healing table with me, sometimes they come in for physical situations. Sometimes it's, you know, emotional, that kind of thing. But the body is always the first one to be able to read that something's out of alignment. And, um, you know, when you're talking about my book, um, to stand in your truth, what that means is to stand in alignment with spirit at all times. And when you're in alignment, um, things just fall into place. You're in the flow, you're, you're in the light, and um, it's easy to manifest things. Um, so when you're out of alignment, it's been my experience in my healing practice that it's um, that your body is going to give you that nudge. And that's why I think meditation is so important in times of pause and quiet or forest walking, those kind of things where you can pause and just reflect and say, okay, what, what do I need to know right now in this moment? What is my body trying to express to me in this moment? Um, and if we listen to it when it was a whisper versus a roar, we would all be doing much better. So that's what I'm, what, what I'm talking about. Mm. Mm -hmm. So when you're seeing, um, when your body talks, mm -hmm. are you are you seeing when we experience physical symptoms like a pain or something that doesn't feel right? Is that what you're talking about when the whispers are there, when things are starting to happen or you feel like something is happening to you? Yes. You know, a pain or anxiety or um, unable to sleep at night, you know, things like that. Um, but I can give you a, a, another example that happened with, with me and, you know, after my dad passed, um, because I was holding on to so much grief, uh, with losing him. And so, um, my dad passed away in May of 2011 and that Christmas, um, you know, again, I was just in a really difficult place with my grief. Um, but on Christmas Day, it was a beautiful day, so we decided to go out sledding. And um, my girls wanted to go on the family sled. So it was me, I was in the middle, and I had a daughter behind me, a daughter in front of me. And we went down the hill, and we hit just a little bump, went up, came down, and I knew that something was not right. So I told everyone, nobody touched me. <laughs> There's something not right. There's something broken. 
and um, everyone stepped back and I somehow got myself off the sled, waddled myself up the hill and got back home. And it turns out I broke my sacrum in oh. three places. Oh. And when you think of the sacrum, you know, it's, it's part of our foundation. And my dad was such an incredible part of my foundation in my life. I was adopted and um, my mom and dad were just these incredible, incredible parents. So um, as I was trying to heal that and try to work through the grief, I went in for um, a yoga therapy session and um, this sweet instructor put me in a restorative pose and she left the room. And during that time, I went into this kind of altered state and I was reliving breaking my sacrum. But only this time it was like in hypercolor, slow motion. So as we got on the sled, we were going down the hill. I could see my dog running in slow motion next to me. I could see us passing one of my daughters. I could see the snowflakes on her face and the redness in her cheeks. And um, we hit the bump, got down to the bottom. And this time I said, nobody touch me. Can't you see I'm broken? And it was as if all of the grief just poured out of me. Um, and it was exactly what I needed to just release. And I just, I cried and cried and cried. Um, but it was finding that time of stillness and silence and having someone, the yoga instructor that was helping me receive some compassion from her and um, seeing me for the grief that I was in that helped me kind of unlock that. And that was my body wisdom saying, um, you have some work to do with your grief or it will manifest in different ways. Uh, so, yeah, that was just a, it was a remarkable experience that I had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally can relate. Not that I've had that experience happen, but just things going on with my body. And it wasn't until after me suffering my near-death experience and then me trying to put my pieces back together. And I just found that in the medical world, and it's no disrespect to the medical world, you know, modern medicine, but there just wasn't anything else they could do for me. Um, there was nothing. They just said, you know, you're fine. And I knew I wasn't, and I was having experiences and symptoms throughout my entire body. But, you know, you chalk them up to their aches and their pains, and there's, you know, just you're getting older. Or, <laughs> But it wasn't until I started, and I think it was my Reiki, and starting to become a Reiki master and understanding healing and my body that I really started to also understand that it was trying to talk to me. And I've always been a person where if you've known me, I always would say, you know, my neck was sore, my shoulders were sore. I just thought it was because I would sit improper and be hunched over. Um, but it's really amazing when you start to really tune into your body and they start speaking to you. And what I heard was you're taking the weight of the world on your shoulders. You yeah. are trying to do everything. You're trying to take on everything. And so that was a really incredible learning experience for myself was learning that when something is happening to you, stop and pause and then really feel into it. And as well, I had come across a really interesting book that also explained some things that were going into it as well. And it was called The Secret Language of Your Body. Yeah. Your body doesn't lie. You know, yeah. it, it, it's your it's your best tool 
um, to navigating um, beliefs and and things that you have locked in, you know, or compartmentalized. I often say that, um, you know, we as human beings, we are experts at compartmentalizing things and and stuffing them. Or, you know, when you say someone's very resilient, I look at that as, no, you are just really, really um, good at, like I said, compartmentalizing and putting that experience someplace where you don't have to look at it and resolve it. Mm-hmm. And and that's what we're here for is to continually experience things and um, expand on what we're learning. And um, the other beauty or beautiful piece to this too is that's also what brings us together, you know, as a community. You know, when I look at when my dad um, went through ALS, the the community that was created and the gosh, the sacred. Like there was a sacred circle around us of like the hospice workers and close friends. And so again, when you're talking about raising your vibration, I look at death as a very, very, very sacred experience. It's a birth, you know, and we're all surrounding that person while they are laboring to transition to the other side. And um, I just don't think there's, you know, aside from a birth, into this world, birthing someone out of this world is is just a profound experience to be a part of. It is. It is indeed. That was beautifully said. Beautiful. <laughs> I know from my own experience as well that having that community and support of those amazing hospice workers, they were so brave and so helpful and so loving and kind. Um. So have you heard of a book called Soul Midwifery? No, but I can I can get what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there it, is the yeah, it's an amazing book. And um there is like that sacredness of being with someone as they make their transition. Yeah. The light in the room and the angels in the room, it's just profound. I I just recently um walked a client through her husband's transition and it was such an honor to be a part of that and to hold the space for that um you know because it's 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 difficult saying goodbye and uh she did it with such grace as did he as he transitioned it's never easy losing a loved one it's always going to be hard to say goodbye and no matter where you are with that in your grieving process, it's, it's the perfect place for you to be. Everybody grieves differently. Everybody transitions differently. And just to hold space for that is the. Yeah. yeah. And then you get to learn a new language with them, you know, and you get to speak yeah. with them from the other side and feel their presence from the other side and receive some really fun miracles that way, too. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Did you know that the average American spends 90% of their lives indoors? It's tragic and it's true. 
We've lost our connection to the wilderness from which we came, and it's impacting every aspect of the human experience. If you're ready to slow down and take a cue from nature to help you bring your best self to life, love, and work, and are ready for a breath of fresh air, then tune into Wellness in the Wilderness with Sydney Williams. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. If you're looking for a radio program focused on reinventing public education, look no further. Let's Reinvent School with Ross Dennis will have you graduating with a new perspective on the public education system and offer insight into what can be done to ensure that all children thrive in school and beyond. Let's Reinvent School, Thursdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to There is an Angel for That. If you have a question for Yvonne, Carolyn, or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. We have had the most fun with Susie today and what great work she is doing. It's been amazing, but I don't want to cut you short because we still want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about your book and then maybe you can share with us a beautiful meditation that you have. Perfect. I would appreciate that. Um, So my book is called Stand in Your Truth. And like I said before, that means... Um, finding alignment with spirit. And it's the seven sacred truths to living a divinely guided life. Um, And so those sacred truths would be your roadmap. Um, And the sacred truths follow our energy centers or the chakras. And so I break down each one. Like, for example, the first chakra is all about foundation. Um, And the sacred truth is divine manifestation. And um, the spiritual piece to that is that you are creating a sacred vessel, sacred container for the spirit to reside in within the human body. So that is the spiritual piece to that. Um, and it's a teaching memoir. So I will give you stories about experiences I've had in my life. Um, and so it's more relatable and you can kind of break it down and apply it to experiences that you are having. So um you know, we talked about my dad, my dad would be in chapter four, which is divine love. And, um, you know, divine love needs to be rooted in in all areas of our life and all areas of our body. Um, So each chapter will break down one of the different energy centers with, um, like I said, a spiritual piece to it, a human component to it. Um, I will then do the gift in all of the lessons that you learned in the chapter. Uh, I end with um, journal questions, um, healing suggestions, and then I will also add a yoga class and a meditation for each chapter that people can log into my YouTube channel for. 
So I'm I'm super excited. Um, it will probably I, I'm still finishing, and it has to be edited. <laughs> um, but I, I'm hoping it will be out within the year. So to be it sounds amazing. Yeah, yes. I'm so excited to read it and Me check too. check it all out. It's beautiful. Yes, to be continued. And maybe when it comes out, Susie, you can come back and we can have further discussions. I'm super excited to read it. So I would love to come back. I've enjoyed this so much. Yes. Um, So do you want me to guide you into a little meditation or do you have another question about anything? Actually, before we go into the guided meditation, can you just let the listeners know where they can find you, Susie? Oh, yes. Um, So you can find me at SusieShockYoga.com, and I'll spell it for you. It's S-U-Z-Y-S-C-H-A-A-K-Yoga.com. And um, I'd love it if you'd sign up for my newsletter because you can keep up to date on my book and anything else that's going on with my healing practice, my yoga, um, teacher training, those kind of things. I also have um, a YouTube channel that has over a hundred videos, yoga and meditation. And again, just look up Susie Shock Yoga. Um, and I'd love it if you'd like me on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, if you want to go ahead and do a, a really nice brief meditation, that would be great. Okay, perfect. So I do this um, in my meditation class. And um, first of all, You know, if you're driving, you can do this at another time. (laughs) I don't want you to close your eyes while you're driving. Um, But this, again, is going internal and really exploring what your body wisdom is trying to express to you. And it's a wonderful way of also clearing things um, that are causing congestion, whether the beliefs or, um, you know, whatever it is that you're feeling within your body. Like for me, it was grief, right? And I needed to figure out how to release the grief and, So this is what we'll do. We'll start it seated and gently closing your eyes. And sometimes people have a difficult time closing their eyes. So just gaze down towards the floor if they're fluttering at all. And I would love for you to just place your left hand on your heart and your right hand right on your diaphragm and notice where your breathing's at in this moment. Is it short, shallow breaths, just chest breathing? Um, And can you expand on that breath a little bit more so you actually feel the diaphragm gently expanding and contracting? And as you're doing that, um, begin to just expand on the breath, lengthen it out a little bit more, and kind of listen to the rhythm of your body. And when you start to get more comfortable with the breath, Pause on the inhale, and I'll tell you why. Because every breath you take, your breath is a vehicle for divine light to move into the body. And what that breath looks like is millions and millions of these beautiful, like rainbow ray crystals that go into the body and it encapsulates every single cell and reminds it of its perfection. So if you've ever looked at snow falling off the roof into the sunlight, and you see that um, the the rainbow ray in each snowflake, that's what it looks like. That's what your breath actually looks like. So think of that moving into the body, pausing and holding, and then gently releasing out. 
And now what I would love for you to visualize is kind of plain witness to where you're at. How do things feel in your body? Is there congestion? Is there discomfort? Do you have a headache? Do you feel anxious? Where in the body are you feeling that? And then think of this beautiful golden ribbon just kind of floating into the body. And you are going to wrap yourself up in each area. So there may be several ribbons that are coming in, but you're bringing the ribbon in and you're bringing it down and you're tying a beautiful little bow, like an angelic bow around the area. And you're allowing spirit and you're allowing the angels to come into your physical body and heal. And then the next breath, you bring a bow down into another area. And you're going one by one by one with your breath. And again, just plain witness to how it's feeling without judgment. It's almost as if you're stepping out of your body. And you're recognizing the perfection that is you. And slowly, slowly, you will begin to untie those bows. And you'll release them like you're pulling them out of the body and like you're pulling the anxiety or you're pulling the discomfort out. And you can do this as long as it feels good to you. Sometimes I am doing this for a half an hour. You may want to hold the ribbon in there for a while and visualize again. This is just beautiful divine light telling your body you're safe and you are perfect and you are loved. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Susie, for being here. That was a beautiful meditation. I will definitely go back and listen to that one again on the replay. I really enjoyed it. And again, thank you for being here with us today. We just absolutely loved having you here. And yeah, for our, to our listeners, we really hope that this show has been inspirational and helpful for you. Thank you for joining us. We're really looking forward to seeing you again right here on There is an Angel for That on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel. Angel blessings to you all, and I hope you all have an amazing week. Thanks for listening to today's episode of There is an Angel for That. If you enjoyed today's show, please join us next week at the same day and same time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, we wish you a beautiful week.